The yeah. Wonder Woman one I wanted to talk about because I, I noticed they had like an all-women's screening, like premiere. Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, I, I, I read about that as well. I learned, I, I learned about that. Um, but do you, do you have any knowledge about like the movie itself before we get into there? I have not seen the movie. And okay. uh, I want to see it. It looks it looks actually pretty good, but then yeah. again, I think I think the main reason why I watch it is because my my wife has openly expressed how hot Gail Gadot is. So oh yeah, yeah yeah. She's like no, she apparently, was, apparently she's well, she not. was in Fast and Furious, right? Like that's where I at least that's where I first saw her. She was in one of the Fast and Furious movies, or at least yeah. One. Oh, she was she was mega hot in that too. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. um, yeah, so how that's long, good. How long ago was that movie though? Well, because you know how, like, once they become part of that world, then they just do all the other movies in the series. So I think she was in maybe, like, the third or fourth one. But uh, I can do a little bit of research. I'm pretty sure she died. I remember watching the one where she died. She, like, fell out of a plane or something like that. Oh, well, you know, whatever. They they come back. (laughs) Like, like it's so ridiculous that... Yeah, they they come... Back in the zombies. What's her name? Freaking... Like, Letty or whatever. Is this like? I mean, spoiler alert. I guess maybe. I don't think it's be. It's not spoiler at this point. But um, oh, she came back to life in that movie, though, right? Like she died, and then they did CPR, and she came back to life or something like that. And some something ridiculous. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so she's in. She was in the movie that was just called Fast and Furious, which is actually kind of known as the like the fourth movie. So there was like Fast, the Fast and the Furious. Then there was Two Fast, Two Furious. And then there was Tokyo Drift, and, and then it was just called Fast and Furious. The second one Dude, was too many. <laughs> well, there's 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 eight of them now. No, I mean Fast and Furious. I think it's it's kind of reached an endearing sort of like to, uh, or like feeling with me because it's like it's in on its own joke, and so because of that, like. You, is it? you should know, you should know, yeah, you should know, like, what you're getting and what you're not getting out of a Fast and Furious movie. Wait, 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 hold on. Maybe, maybe for the people making it, but for the freaking dumbasses that trick their cars out that are, you know, for some reason think that they're going to be in the movies. Is that or, still happening? Uh, like, I don't think that's happening anymore. That's my point. I think you're right. Like, back be. in 2000, uh, you know, like, whatever, like, two, whenever the, like, early 2000s, I think you're right. It was that. But like, I, I I don't know. I don't think like when Fast Seven or Fast you know Eight comes out, then like all the like there's a bunch of high school ricers or something like, you know, uh, heading over to the theater to watch that movie, and it's just them. I think and it's become so much more. Who the hell is watching these movies, dude? Every, what, uh, dude, what, I'm what watching candies? them. I'm not watching them at the movie theater. Like, don't get me wrong, but I am like checking them out though. Like, I am. I don't know how someone could waste their time watching that. Like, you know what's gonna happen? There's seven of them. Like, yeah, no, no, no. everybody it's just likes like, it. No, it's just like watching reruns of Fresh Prince. Like, if if it's on in the background, uh, uh, uh then then I just sit and watch to the end of the episode. I don't know. I just I just find it hard to 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 watch something that qualifies as white noise. Yeah, um, I watch it and my brain just turns off. I'm like, this is. You know what's weird? I can see your point because, like, that's the way I feel about Transformer movies, like Michael Bay. Yeah, Yeah, so I don't know why. Is Optimus Prime gonna roll off the shoulder off another one, stab it with uh, his sword after 15 minutes of shooting at each other? 
he kills every freaking Transformer the same damn way. Like, just get to rolling over his shoulder and stab him in the freaking gut like you do with every other one. Like, I, I don't understand how Transformers, they have these guns, they're shooting all day, they don't do shit. <laughs> Those guns don't do shit. Just that'd fucking be, stab them already. That'd be like an awesome, um, like, public service announcement. Or not P- P- PSA, but like... A commercial from like a local access cable would be like learn shoulder rolls from Optimus Prime. <laughs> he or, just has a school, the Optimus Prime school of shoulder roll. No, these Transformers apparently went to the same fucking school the Stormtroopers went to. Oh my god, for shoulder rolls? No, for shooting. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm, I'm not sure yes. I was following you. <laughs> Stormtroopers doing shoulder rolls in the Star Wars movies. No, <laughs> no, they're running they're, into each other. They're, they're, they're in single file line, running into each other. And then when one of them stops, all the other ones behind bump into the one right in front of them. I, I like it like clumsy. Sense. You know, here you—that's the one thing that always irritated me about Star Wars. You have these genetically modified modified clones where all they do is train all day. You're part of the Empire. You can't hit a fucking thing. Oh my god! Just yeah. like with Transformers, I. Look, don't get me wrong. Shooting guns is difficult. Shooting guns and, and actually hitting things are, are difficult, stressful situations. But does it really take 20,000 rounds of ammo to, <laughs> to, to use your knife? Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. And I mean, I think that is like a trope. Like that's a classic trope of, of the more, let's say there are two sides fighting against each other, right? The more people there are fighting on that side the less accurate they're going to be in terms of shooting or just overall execution of stuff. It's as if they're, they're all sharing the same pie of competency. And like the more of them there are, the more that pie has to be split more ways to make each individual one incompetent. I I think also after, after shooting, actually, actually shooting guns and seeing how difficult it is. Like I think of how absurd, you know, it, it, it has to be to be i mean i know people who are good with guns but then i don't know anyone who's like you know trick shot mcgee kind of stuff it's difficult to do and then to think that here's some guy running around like pointing a gun and just like single shotting on the run i'm just like this is ridiculous already i this would never happen yeah never. so Maybe we start off on the wrong foot. We could start over if you like, Paul. But, you know, there's this thing called the suspension of disbelief that, like, oh, usually it. when you no, go to the movies. There's dragons, there's dragons in Game of Thrones. I get it. You know, I, yeah. yeah, there's zombies, too. I get it. I get it. But, I mean, like, with Fast and the Furious, it's the situation. Dude, if that... the car does a shoulder roll, I would be freaking super impressed. Well, Come it does on. in Transformers. <laughs> a car yeah, does I mean, do it in, in did, did you watch the did you watch the trailer at least i remember sharing with alan like the trailer for the fast and furious 8 i think if i remember correctly and i could we could watch it again and then just piss alan off more when he does the edit but like i think they like stop a like a submarine surfaces and like shoots a torpedo and then cars are driving on an on like ice and the torpedo is like trying to like is trying to lock on and 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 um, you know, uh, explode right where the cars. And I think like the rock literally stops a torpedo or something and like throws it or something. It was like so over the top that it's like when you get so offended that your natural reaction is just to start hysterically laughing. 
Like, oh, I knew that's, uh, that's the thing is, I am that guy in the movie theater who's laughing his ass off during serious moments because I'm like, this would never fucking happen. Like, oh. it's one thing to be like, okay. Like Fifty Shades it, or something? Were you the guy laughing? Oh, my God. That, first of all, <laughs> you wouldn't catch me dead in one of those. I'm, oh, dude. Did I ever tell you what happened? No. Me and Tiana, we went, to, we went to the movie theaters around that time and freaking uh-huh. John Wick 2 is coming out. Okay. So we went to go watch John Wick 2 and there's like one screen of John Wick 2 and four of Fifty Shades Grey. And mm. there's these girls there. Me and Tiana are just laughing our asses off because these girls are getting super excited super excited to get into these movies and they're all clones of themselves you're, you're like, laughing at like their future disappointment that they'll experience in life in general like <laughs> pretty much because I mean, it, no, it was, nothing will measure up or something it was great no because it's so funny because like I, I did the same thing with twilight i'm sure you remember that phenomenon oh yeah like with twilight with twilight here's this uh 117 year old vampire and he says all this like I, the thing is, is I would just take all that stuff out of context and say, if that was like an, if that guy was not attractive, that shit wouldn't work. No, well, like, the, the the thing with uh, Twilight for me was like, as soon as I discovered sparkly vampires, that was just like, holy shit, genius, take my money because clearly you're trolling all of us. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and I was just like. You threw a big freaking signal. Like, dude, do not take this shit seriously. You know, I'm going to sparkle your fucking vampire just to let you know. And I'm just like, dude, genius. No. And right the thing, there. But my thing was every, 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 uh, every girl that was like Gaga over Edward. I'm like, that's great. That's what you're attracted. So that's the kind of guy you're attracted to. Like, So you're team Jacob is what you're saying? Yeah, there you go. I'm a fucking hairy dude. You know, I'm all about the werewolf. <laughs> It's all no, good. So, like, no, but what, my thing is the, I do not understand how girls go absolutely freaking ape shit, like Gaga over guys like that, that one don't exist. Mm-hmm. But then it seems like the character is always the same. It's a guy who's rich, a guy who's attractive, and for some reason... That's about it. Those are the only two qualities that all these heroes have in these in these in these like massively popular girl novels. Well, all, no, no, no. He, so the, all, the the other thing is he's incomplete in one way and in one very convenient way that a uh, woman uh, or the love interest would be able to you know take care of a dress. You know what? Having a uh, vagina, like. No, <laughs> that but no not it's not like the guy is like looking to, no it's usually like a brooding sense of like like a lack of self-confidence or self-worth that like oh so he's beta is, yes oh yes exactly yeah, and, get, and then like that he always has some kind of ex-girlfriend who left him for being beta well uh. no not <laughs> yeah, but it's like, well, because that just wasn't the one. But like, he, like you know, yeah, she, she wasn't the one, the one because he he wanted she wanted him to be an alpha. Imagine that. Yeah, well, uh, that that that's the ex girlfriend. We gotta have more stories of the ex girlfriend. I don't know because that's just like, dude, I thought I got what I wanted, and then he just became like a whiny bitch. So I then it was like, well, that's kind of like the whole emo music like genre. I. 
like whenever like dashboard confessionals is the biggest one i remember mm-hmm. listening to that with my um mm-hmm. with one of my ex-girlfriends yep and she's like oh this song is so good and you know and like granted they are good but then it would just take me to this place i'm like the reason why this girl left you because you're a whiny bitch yeah like all you do are sing about sing songs about being depressed no wonder she doesn't want to be around you yeah, but he's not. But it's. It, I mean, again, genius play because he's he's not thinking about. Well, he's singing about her, but it's more like the one the one that's listening is like the next the next one down the line, like the next girl who's just like, oh, I feel so bad for Mr. Dashboard, and <laughs> that's not his name, but I was just you know I feel so bad for him, and you know maybe he just he just has a bad rap, and you know. I really think oh, I could take I'm gonna, care of him. I'm gonna fix him. Hmm. Yeah, that seems yeah. to be a common theme too. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think uh, if I were to like write a movie or a screenplay, and it was a little bit more real, it'd be the most boring shit ever. Because it'd just be it'd just be guys going, mm, "You're emotionally abusive." Next. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but th- no, but those would like be very. Uh, idealistic guys that we would we would like hope for or something like that where they 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 can see through the lens of the crap or the bullshit or the you know like the facade of of um i guess like you said the beta-ness whether it's beta males or beta females or something like that so i don't know but how do we get here? We got here because this is how we get here. We I don't even I don't even remember here. how we got here. I think yeah. it started with Wonder Woman. So, Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, let's go back to that. That's that's good. I'm not okay. that we really care to bring it back around, but I was kind of curious anyway. So Gail Gadot. Okay, um, so Gail Gadot has officially knocked off uh, Natalie Portman on my list of hottest Jewish girls around. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, I was gonna say. So. Well, how do you have that list? And I just remembered. I was like, never mind. You have to have that list. So, okay. I have to have that list. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. All right. Hot um, Jewish I don't girl. even. It's, something about Jewish girls just does it for me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I, uh, I, I, did marry, I did marry one. So. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. That's weird. I like, so I married um, an Asian woman and I didn't actually think I would do that. Like I thought I'd wind up with some like white girl or just like single, but um, <laughs> You're like, I thought I was just gonna die or just lonely, or end up with a white whoa, girl. Whoa, hold on! I didn't. Who said anything about dying lonely? Single. I, I was, single. I was gonna be single. That why is that a death sentence? Like, what is? That? No, it's not a death sentence. It's just you're by yourself. So yeah, and I've I've come to terms with the fact that I will probably end up dying before my wife dies. So we had oh, this conversation convenient. a while ago. So uh-huh. and. uh it was it was it was funny because I told her I was like yeah if you uh, if you end up meeting a, another guy you know I would expect you to wait a month. She's like you're an <laughs> asshole, and I was like a month with no dick. That's kind of like I'd understand why you'd move on, you know. And she's like you don't have a heart, and I'm like mm, I buried it in the military. It's next it's in Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> wait, wait, so that okay, so. <laughs> I actually didn't know. Wait, no, because I don't actually didn't know the context of her statement of like, like you're a dick. Because are you saying that? Because for me, that's it. Like, oh, sorry, sorry. You're right. I was being insensitive. Not a month, like two weeks, maybe. I was just say like I was gonna <laughs> say I'm like at least walk out of the uh, funeral before you hook up with another dude. Yeah. You know? 
I'm like, and I'm cool yeah. with that. Like, I understand. It's like a, you know, attraction happens, you know? So, yeah. and w- without being, without being, uh, you know, entangled by marriage, I can understand it's, it's liberating, you know, it's, and I'm not gonna, I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. You know? Like, what am I like? Well, did you, you know, you just, just try to, just try to like encourage her away from like the rebound, like relationship from death to like, <laughs> you know, the next guy. My only, my own, like in my will, my only request is that my wife not rebound me so hard. When, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> just don't marry the next guy. Like you need to get that out of your system. It's like, yeah, I get it. He's breathing, all right? I understand how that's an attractive quality everything. I'll even like, go so far to say, hey, date those... a younger dude. Date a younger dude. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, that's, that's, I think, my only request would be, you know, I understand that, like, he's living and that's much more attractive than me being dead. But just, you know, think for yourself and have slightly higher standards, you know, after I'm, after I'm Higher gone. standards from me? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's true. That actually, no, no, because you're just breathing on the same standards that where most guys, including maybe myself at some point was on, was like, oh, she's breathing. Fucking great. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Awesome. No, it's, uh, who's, I can't, I was having, <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone that, uh, that works in the hospital with me and I was telling her, um, you know, she was telling me about one of her friends uh, I was dating some dude in the military, and I'm like, oh, so she's breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, let me, you know, I'm like, if she's dating a military guy, probably doesn't have too much self-esteem. Yeah, and he he's probably just looking for the fact that, you know, she's over 18. Yep. And breathing. Yep. And know, breathing, and yeah. And breathing. So she's yeah. like, be, be a female. Hard. Number one, breathing. Number two, which is optional, a female. All right, there we go. Yeah, top top three things men find attractive. Yeah, <laughs> breathing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, sex. Uh, that was like second se- second segue away from. We were talking about the movie theater screening thing. I didn't know if you had a, it sounded like you were going to get like kind of political on that. So I was like, I don't know if you want to stand on your soapbox for what your thoughts were on your. Oh, no, you know. my thing is just, it's just with double standards. Cause I can imagine, I can't imagine there being like a men only screening for Iron Man or a men or Americans only screening yeah. for Captain America or, you know, or Norwegian only premiere for Thor. Can you imagine? I, that's that, no, that no, kind of, I, I, I can't. That kind, of, right, but I that kind of reverse. That kind of reverse. Uh, that kind of reverse uh, discrimination. Sexism, thing. discrimination. I don't, no, not even sexism. I, I'll take. I'll. I'll take a step back from that. Any kind of reverse discrimination. It's like, you know, especially in, in this um, time now. Because then I'll I just go to movie theater. I'll just go to the movie theater and say, I think you're assuming my gender. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Because, I like, look, it's, I it's a premium. Really. Like, I don't understand what the difference is between... Look, I'm all for female rights, but I'm also for equality. Like, how is that How is that equal? I don't think it's equal. I think it's preferential, but I don't think it's a... I think it was an exception. I, it was, like, for one show. Okay. So, like, one screening, right? Like, on that day. So, I mean, that's my opinion, obviously. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know too much about it. All I know is there was a female-only screening. 
Like, how does that yeah. change your movie experience? Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it would necessarily, unless uh, like my mood, like me you know, watching unless you want to go take your girlfriend. Like, does not have like there's no bearing on like there's nothing nothing that the audience is doing is going to affect my screening versus people being. That's nothing I need to get into. Is uh people being noisy and loud? No, yeah, I, I understand that. So, um, I don't really think I think it was a. It was a publicity stunt that like worked in a way. Um, now, it, I don't know if it necessarily got the attention it wanted to have, but actually the Alamo Draft House, which I think is who you're talking about, is uh, they handled it like fairly well. Um, but from what I, I read about it, it was that it was a ladies only screening, which means that only ladies were allowed to be uh, in attendance. But it also meant that like all the staff that was going to be, <laughs> pardon the pun, manning the... Um, the screening was going going to be female, where from the ticket holder to the um, to the serving staff, you know, to the ushers, uh, to the even maybe even like the real projectors, but not that you know, like I would know. Um, so um, I think it was just trying to. It's 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 an interesting thing. It's like it was trying to make ladies feel special, um, and. I don't think it was at the expense of men, in my opinion. No, I, and I no, think that would, right. the, I, that would be the that would be the line. I, like, if it was at the expense of men, then that's where I would draw the line. But I didn't. I, I just because you do something special for one group doesn't mean uh, you're necessarily doing it to to uh, throw shade on the other group, right? That's that's just my take on it. So. Um, but at the same time, like it's what's what's sad for me is like by doing something like that, it's sad that with the culture we have, you open yourself up to scrutiny um, for somebody who wants to use it as a as a uh, you know uh, something to point at, to be like, see, this is what's you know, this is why this has gone too far or or something. Um, I don't. And again, everybody's entitled to that uh, opinion, and um, and if you like, you know, if you want to uh, ban or boycott the Alamo Draft House, I'm, I'm sure they, you know, they, they, that's a calculated risk that they take, and and you're free to do that. Um, so I I think that uh, me me I didn't necessarily have a problem with it because I thought the circumstances for number one being. Um, just a, a one screening. It's not like they took like the whole weekend and say like, all right, this entire weekend, only ladies. They didn't do that. The second, um, all the proceeds from it went to like a charity, <laughs> they, like to empower like women's charities. Um, it wasn't put in the pockets of the Alamo Draft House. Now it was effective as marketing, right? So I can understand where it's not like it's not like a Alamo Draft House did it purely out of the kindness of their own heart because they get something out of it. It's just not bottom line dollars. They get, you know, the publicity, the goodwill publicity. But for what it's worth, um, I thought that, you know, um, I, I, if they if they were to do it again, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. No, and again, I'm not. It's just I find that. I'm just gonna shut up. It's like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I don't find anything wrong with it, but I just find it funny. 
like I said, it's for me, I just, I really try to discourage double standards in all shapes and forms. Like, mm. like I said, if there was a men's only screening for the Hulk or men's own, like, or only, you know, there, and then it's a, it's one thing to be a member of something and to get like a privilege for being a member, but just based on the, the fact that you were born a female, like that's, that's why you're getting it. Now, granted, it's not like the entire premiere. It was only at this one place. Fine. Whatever. I can watch somewhere else. Cool. I just think that it's, I thought that was a little funny. Like that's kind of double stand. Like I, like I said, equality. That's I, true. I just I fight for I'm, equality too, and I would also say that like most double standards are probably working out in my favor. <laughs> um, no, not, not to say that. So, yeah, most. No, double, you're, I, I, you're right. They, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we are men in America. Like, yeah, exactly. Again, yeah, I think know, the like the, the boxes we don't check are like I'm I'm not white. Okay, that's fine. You know, um, but yeah. you're right. Like the fact that I'm in America. Um, I was, and not just that, but like, um, I don't know, maybe, do you think it makes a difference being like, uh, born in America also? I'm a pretty whitewashed Asian dude, like no, no, you know, no joke about, or like full disclosure, I guess. Oh no, I, I, you know, so like, I'm, I'm pretty whitewashed as well. I mean, you know, my, Tiana will even say like, she's more Asian than I am, but then I'll tell her I'm more, I'm more Jewish than she is. There you go. Yeah, no, it's and it's great. It's great that um, we have that. But I would say even like I even have a leg up from people who are um, either like straight up fobbish or at least kind of have like more immigrant tendencies, right? Illegals, as uh, you know, the Trump supporters like to call them, right? China. Illegals. China. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so... I like how all immigrants just became illegals. Like that was kind of yeah. cool. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, and the thing is, <laughs> I I always find it funny that how how much Donald Trump, like you know, you said that you stopped the, uh, you essentially stopped going on Facebook because of the, uh, the the it's either the pro Political or anti Trump stuff. stuff. Going, yeah, sure. Yeah, same here. Like I've had to unfollow friends just because I'm like, look, I respect you as a person, but you are invading my timeline with a bunch of shit that I could care less about, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, yeah. again, th- what I'm seeing is with Facebook, I had a bunch of friends who were like totally anti-Obama. You can replace Obama with Trump now. Like it's now the the right was slamming. Are you still with me? I am, I am. Okay. Oh, your video yeah. froze. So okay. I didn't know if, um, yeah, no problem. So what I'm seeing is the right bashing Obama with mm-hmm. all all this, you know, and they would do horrendous, terrible, racist bullshit, you know, and I'm yep. like, it, that has nothing to do. Like, for me, I don't like his policies. That has nothing to do with him being half black. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, he's the pilot of the ship. Right, he's the pilot of the ship right now. Let's I hope he does right by the American standards. Sure. And I feel the same way with Trump. Sure. Yeah, he does say a bunch of stupid shit, but at the same time, he's our president, and I hope he does well for the benefit of the American people. I would hope that that's the sentiment of Americans, uh, you know, like all Americans. as citizens. Yeah. All Americans should be hoping that he does well for us. Now, yeah. if all you can harp on is bullshit, then it's like you're just as bad as the people who are doing the same thing about Obama. Yeah. It's just I'm watching a mirror. 
I like it, the, like the yeah. moment Trump got elected, it became a mirror, and I'm like, I gotta get off Facebook. This is a this is yeah. just craziness. Well, what's interesting then, is is uh, like kind of key in what you said was you know that that kind of you you hope that he does a good job for the sake of us, and the problem is like or the 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 thing that's an that's become an issue is there's no us anymore. There's no just us. There's no Americans anymore. Well, know? I and I will I will say yes, there is. And I hope so. To not to not and the thing is is to deny that I don't understand like I have to question why you're here in the mm-hmm. United States if you d- cannot support a country that is the United States. It's funny I, because I, I, don't get, I like, think that does reason, not make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So the ones that I at least for for me, the ones that I see kind of protesting is like the like a lot of people are here in the United States because they were born here. So uh-huh. it's not like they came here. Right. So for me, it would be puzzling if you came here and then you didn't like what you came for. Well, here, but that's, that that makes sense. But yeah. So here's the thing is we're in America. You don't got to stay here. You can leave. Yeah. It was too far, man. Like, it's <laughs> like, no, too much. but that's the thing is like, here's the thing is if you don't like it, you can leave. Like if I didn't like, oh, no, it I'm here, not saying that. Yeah. yeah. But then, I'm not saying that. The same uh, thing with that... California. Like people, people smash California all the time. Oh man. Oh, yeah. A bunch of fucking nuts and flakes and da da da. And, oh, you guys are just all liberal, progressive right. wackos. And I'm like, Hey, if I didn't like it, I'd move. You know, yeah. I, uh, I, I'd move to, I'd move anywhere else. That's better. No right, matter right. what. So but I, like I mean, it here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, and um, I, I definitely uh, enjoyed my time in California while I was there, and um, I, I guess I would. I don't. Th- I don't think. Um, I don't th- based on nothing. So, uh, but I don't think most people would move. Like actually, like when it came down to it, I think most people would say they'd move. But well, a lot of no, people just we, like we to complain. All those ce- <laughs> they all just those like celebrities. to complain. Yeah. No, all those celebrities were like, if Donald Trump wins, we're fucking moving. And I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, then freaking put up or there shut up. And I, it's not even a Trump thing. Like, I don't even care. But if you're going to tell people stuff. Yeah, it's just an integrity thing. Yeah, it's an integrity thing. I don't, look, It's you could have said the same thing about anybody else. But if you're going to say, hey, if I, if this happens, I'm doing this. And then when that happened, you don't do it. You're you're an asshole. Yeah, you know who has integrity? Those porn stars that say like, "Oh, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, then I'm like gonna go suck everybody's dick who follows me." Like, look at that, that is follow through right they're there. They're like two hundred thousand deep. They are fucking blowing everybody in Vegas. That is there are follow signs through for that shit everywhere. I'm like, make me proud. This is, this is land of the free, home of the brave. Right there. Yeah, so right it's, it's kind of crazy when like porn stars have more uh, integrity than your, you know, like uh, run the mill politician. Actually, no, it's not. Like, what's weird is that's become so normalized now. That's not even a shocking statement that I just said. That's sad. No, I, sorry, I sorry, porn I, stars. But like, no. you know, like it's I, I, weird. My standards for porn stars are hopefully, understandably, much lower than my standards for like the people well, running. Why? Shit. Here's my here's my thing is. I, like I said, equality for everybody. I, like, sex workers are still workers. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they're garbage people. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that, like, what I what I look for, like, this is going to be a horrible analogy, but, uh, like, if, if I'm going to, like, McDonald's or I'm going to, like, um, Morton's, okay. I'm, I'm going to expect different things from Morton's, you know? And it doesn't mean that McDonald's is bad or, like, 
you know, actually for me, it's Taco Bell. Like Taco Bell isn't bad. I love freaking Taco Bell. Oh, have you had those? Have you had those naked chicken fries? Those chicken nachos? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I was going to say, chicken fries is different. Chicken fries is um, no, that's Burger, not, King. That's Burger King. That's Burger no, King. The, the, chicken, the chicken chips, the naked chicken chips. It's essentially no. a nacho chip. It's like uh-huh. a, like a like a triangle that is essentially a chicken like cut out of a chicken patty that's coated with like a pepper, like a pepper flour. Okay. And then and they give you nacho cheese sauce to dip it. Oh my god, that's like that is my, that is like uh, my my guilty pleasure. Just like Dem, Demi Lovato, like it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's something about it. No, that sounds yeah. that sounds awesome. No, I usually just stick with my uh, number six combo. So, two chalupas and a taco. Oh no! For yeah. me, um, it's a nachos bel grande, and then a, okay, a craver pack, which is a, a it's a hard taco, a burrito, a double like a uh, crunchy taco in a chalupa in a in a gordita shell, and nachos and a drink for five bucks. Oh, like one of those boxes then? Yeah, that's I get yeah. that, and a nachos bel grande. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you're, you're, yep, you have a reputation to uphold as yeah. a pro fat kid. So, yeah. Um, which well, you want to, you want to drop your thing again? Uh, your adventures? Um, worldwidefoodadventures.com. And uh, you can also follow me, me and my wife on Instagram at yeah. worldwidefoodadventures. Um, and then if you want to follow my personal stuff, which is all my food stuff is traveling, is moving over, migrating to the Worldwide Food Adventures. But, there's Pro Fat Kid, and then there's a professional mm-hmm. photography page, which is uh, Paul D. Photos, or Photo. So Paul D. Photo. what's crazy is that, like, I'll admit, like, uh, yeah, if you had a discussion about, like, you dying first over Tiana, not surpri- I'm pretty sure I'm going to, I can call why you're dying first. Hard time. But, but for <laughs> what it's worth, hold on, but for what it's worth, though, you are in decent shape relative to your food intake. Well, that's the thing is like, I tell people, like, I, I... Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not like, uh, you're not like, uh, um, is, you know, like that, uh, Hawaiian, um, musician that Uh, sings somewhere over the rainbow. Like you're not him, you know, but you probably eat like him, which is crazy. Like, how does this happen? So here's the thing is what I found out. I've been wearing, um, uh, a a health monitor. Um, I'm into these, there's a health monitor called the, the Hilo. Um, and the Hilo checks every i want to say every 30 minutes it checks my blood pressure it checks uh uh checks a bunch of stuff blood pressure checks your blood pressure yeah through a sensor actually can so you see that? that okay is that more than is that more than what fitbit does because i know the name brand is fitbit or apple yeah Watch, so guess, it's, it's it's a fitbit on crack okay um, okay so what it also does is it also um like does breathing it'll do sleep tracking it'll do mm-hmm. steps and so what I found out is working as a nurse before lunchtime, so before one o'clock every day, I've probably hit three to four miles in walking. Oh, yeah. That's Monday great. Through, Monday through Friday. Yeah. So it's so you, like if I go to work, yeah. I'm moving, you know, yep, yep. and then on top of that, I'm also like, so just stepping from patient to patient to, mm-hmm. you know, room to room for four hours. I, I hit three miles before lunch, and then I go to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and then I go to a bad class. Like yeah. I, I'm get, you know, I'm not, I'm not sedentary. Yeah, so. exactly. Like that's my biggest uh, enemy, actually. So even though my intake is much lower than yours, my, I have a bigger problem with dealing with, you know, 
Um, I would I would always say staring at a computer all day, but I don't actually stare at a computer. Number one, and that's not as dangerous as just like sitting at the desk, you know. So um, so I totally get that. Like I think that the activity, um, you know, for you, fortunately, you you've I don't know if this is I, I, this is probably by accident, but like you've integrated it into your life. Like I feel like that's the big um, that's the big light bulb to me in terms of all this all this stuff for like how to have a better life in terms of health wealth and happiness so to speak is you we we have all the techniques and tips and life hacks in the world because of the freaking internet now and it's all at everybody's fingertips for basically free but what what we don't know how to do um or, or like what the puzzle is is how to integrate those things into your life um because and and if you can't do that then everything is temporary everything that you try and do is just temporary it's until you can't you know because um because you just either have like a ah fuck it moment or because it's it's too inconvenient at that point because it's not part of your actual life so um so good on you for that one the uh the work so the brazilian jiu-jitsu right like it, and and it wasn't just exercise; it was specifically Brazilian jiu-jitsu because it's combination of like you liking it plus maybe having a schedule that that works with you, right? Um, I know like people over here in uh, DC area they're really into like running and like five Ks and half marathons and all that stuff. Running bores the shit out of me, so I don't do it. No, and I'll tell you, you know? what: like finding jiu-jitsu was trying all those things because i knew that fitness had to be like if i want to eat like this if i want to maintain a lifestyle where i get to eat whatever i want i have to be somewhat fit like yeah. you know i was looking i was when out when i would watch those tv shows of like diners dives and drives and the the crazy food channel stuff like these guys eat all day what the fuck like mm -hmm. it's their job is to eat that's awesome yeah. but yeah. then what i'm realizing is these guys are also big fitness freaks they have to be or else they would, mm -hmm. or they're gonna know, die. Turn into brother is you turn into is. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and you know, you don't want to do that. That that doesn't look great on camera, and you know that reduces your longevity to yep. that point. So for me, I tried all those things. I tried running, hated it. Tried swimming, couldn't find a pool on a regular basis, or the membership mm -hmm. was too much. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been into martial arts, and with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, when I fell into that, um, I just I think a lot of it too was. Um, watching uh ufc and mma um you know just like oh there's something more effective than boxing something more effective than i mean something more yeah effective i mean than... yeah and you immersed i think i think what it was because you became an mma fan first before you became a jujitsu practic tra practitioner right yeah like so, the things that they would do yeah. i'm like how like that's awesome like mm -hmm. you know there you can finish fight like that like you so say you don't have to just punch the shit out of someone or you, you yeah. know curb stomp somebody to, to finish a fight no there's other ways to make people do to stop so mm -hmm. once i figured that out i'm like wait i need to try this and once i mm -hmm. did i'm like this is this is really fun and then i noticed how much more fit i was getting i'm like wait i'm doing something i enjoy and i'm reaping lots of benefits why mm -hmm. am i not doing this all the time yeah. and then that's when it happened so yeah and then, and then, and then, and then it, it probably sounds like absurd of a question if somebody to, to ask you like, Hey Paul, like, uh, when's it going to be enough? Like, aren't you afraid you're going to get tired? 
like aren't you gonna aren't you afraid you're gonna like get tired of doing like you know brazilian jiu-jitsu for as much as you do it and i'm guessing for you it's like man i like i'm trying to do it more <laughs> like, not, oh i'm know? gonna tell you i'll tell you what, what, what like this is um, let me tell you something right now if i win the lottery like say like i won this powerball where i make like 190 million dollars mm-hmm First thing I'm fucking doing is going on a cruise and hiring a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt to roll with me every day. That's awesome. On the cruise. That's that's my plan. Do like a, a two-year-long cruise and yep. just fly in black belt instructors. Hey, man, you're going to be my instructor for the next uh, 30 days. Sweet. Um, yeah. Be ready, at fo- be ready before dinner around like 4 o'clock. We'll roll for a couple <laughs> hours and then, uh, then you can fuck off and do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean, a bit on the more fa- f- fantasy side of things, but the fact that you don't need to have, you don't need to be a lottery winner to be able to, you know, reap the, the only uh, reap reason those why I would need to win the lottery is so that I would have more time to do more jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, that's kind of so. Basically, what you're saying is, the rest of your life supports that. Um, that hobby that passion right Mm -hmm. um that interest of yours right so i I would also say like sometimes like when when you do something you don't necessarily like sometimes you got to see it for more than what you're doing and you got to see it for like what the other things it's enabling you to do that's one that i learned from alan actually because i know he work yeah that's 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 working that's your job that is working but i'll admit like he he was he was much more able to tolerate or deal with less than ideal like work conditions in the work itself. Like for me, I actually like, I actually like my job and I can't say that about some people that I know, you know? And so, but I don't think like it's that, that what I'm, what they're doing is short selling themselves necessarily. It's just a different mentality. Like they find their, um, they find fulfillment outside of work only. Whereas for me, I find fulfillment inside of work as well as, you know, something's outside of work. So, I, you know, I would have those flashes of, uh, I call them flashes of brilliance at, mm-hmm. at, as a nurse. Like I remember there's one time, the one of the ones that I, I always bring up when people ask me why I still stay a nurse when I can make more money with photography or the blogging or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell them there's these flashes that I get where I get to like that that are good. There's one time where I as uh, as as a home health nurse, I, I got to someone's house and they had lost like 20 pounds over you know a few weeks, and uh, they were they were they were using a G tube to eat. So they had to pour Insure into a tube and then let the tube drain. Okay. And they were saying that they they had a syringe and they would draw the uh the insurer mix it with some water and then push it through and they're just like yeah it just takes so long and i can only do three or four you know mm-hmm. and, and uh that you know and that it, i'm hungry all day and i'm like you're doing this wrong they're like what i said how come your nurse never taught you how to do this you can free flow it. you can literally just pour it right into your stomach so then he's like what do you mean i'm like let me show you and mm-hmm. so I took a can and just started pouring it into the tube and let it run with water and then just kind of like kept going. I poured one can, poured two cans, poured three cans. And he's like, what the hell? And I was like, yeah, man, like, 
you could, like you're supposed to be the, the insurer is, is, a, is a meal replacement you should be drinking like two of these every meal he was maybe mm-hmm. drinking half of them a day jesus so he was so, malnourishing himself and then in addition he would he was depriving or he was um not even doing because he was doing it so executing it so poorly it was actually affecting double negatively affect uh affecting his life amplifying the negative effect uh, there we go you said that way better than i did i'm jealous <laughs> so we well, said doubly so it's like it's hard to multiple anyways so yeah, go ahead <laughs> um so after i showed him that he's like i can do that like i can do this i'm like dude you need to be doing this morning noon night <laughs> did he say it like keanu reeves learning kung fu, <laughs> <laughs> I know kung fu. Um, and so the thing was i only went there once because i was filling in for another nurse and sure. i had words with that other nurse i'm like you have to teach them your job as a home health nurse is to teach yeah. them yeah like but i had that teaching moment with him mm-hmm. i never went back because they said that he recovered all the weight within a week like he that's got better awesome and i'm like See, this is why I became a fucking nurse is for moments yeah. like that. Yeah. Like all the yeah. bullshit I get to deal with with all the families, for all the shitty yeah. patients I have, that one moment makes up for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of it. So, yeah. you know, here's a guy who, I mean, he had cancer and yeah. he's living out the rest of his days like in a shitty condition. I gave him food. Like he's yeah. now eating, you know, like I got him to where he could – feed yeah. himself throughout the day and not feel like shit because he's able to eat yeah those that, are the that, moments in nursing yeah that you you want now th- now those like i said flashes of brilliance there's a lot of non to moments like that yeah there, there i mean and, and and i would say no matter how good you have it in your job like let's say i let's say i like my let's say like the three main keys right i like my job it supports the lifestyle i want and my boss is not a dick, okay? I would say those are like top three, right? Okay. If I get the trifecta, that's a pretty good life, right? But even even if I get all three of those things, there's going to be parts of your job that are just shitty that you don't like doing. Like mm-hmm. that's just a given. And like, if you're trying to find like, what's the job where like, I'm gonna enjoy all of it all the time. Even the most sought after, you know, kind of celebrity type jobs. Yeah, like, let's see. Um, athletes, like they probably do some part of practice that they don't like, you know, or like dealing with, uh, stupid questions from the press or something. Right. Um, actors and, and, you know, like auditioning is probably not the most fun and being like, maybe, you know, have, having to handle rejection a lot, you know, um, you know, like any, any, you could pick any profession and we can probably pick a part like, oh, here's the shitty part of this job. Right. Here's the price of admission, right. you know? And so right. like, um, as long as what you get out of it, you know, exceeds what you're putting into it, then, you know, well, and what's great about your story is you could see, like, you know, for a fact that you made a positive impact on somebody's life, you know? And, and, um, that is amazing. And some people need that a lot more than others. Um, and everybody wants it. Um, I, like I would say in my job, um, doing, doing stuff with, with, uh, program programming, like the products I build, sometimes it's very vague or it's very, um, un- unclear as to who am I actually helping out here? Like, 
what the thing that I'm building, my little, you know, my problem that I'm solving today, like whose life am I making better by, by, you know, moving, moving the button from the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen. Now, obviously that's a contrived, ridiculous example, you know, but, um, but I've taken to mentoring, um, junior developers and then teaching them how to do the trade and, and, and like how to not be so stressed out about certain things that they're doing. And for me, like, that's how I get my measurable impact. It's funny because it's not actually in the, the software I'm building itself, but I actually get way more fulfillment from just teaching. Like, I think that's, you know, maybe you and I have that in common, you know, Paul, but like, I, I think at, at heart, we're both teachers, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't know, even yeah. say, I wouldn't even go so far as saying uh, teachers. I would probably say we like to share. Yeah, it's not there even, you go. I wouldn't even, because yeah. that's what teachers do is they share knowledge, you know? And for me, um, I like when I do jujitsu and I get, you know, white belts that are trying to learn something. And when you see, when you show them, you know, how to alter the technique and then they have that aha moment mm-hmm. that like, that lights me up. I, that's what I enjoy. And, you know, I think that's why I like as a nurse, when I do home health and they have that aha moment, that's, that's where I light up too. And like I said, that's the, that's the, that's the price of it. That's what my admission was for. Like, that's the reason why I stayed a nurse. Right. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to appeal to probably a part of you that actually I'm curious to how much, how much you'll resonate or not, you know, how much you'll reject this, but, um, you're, you're scratching the surface on like the the trade-off for the trade-offs that you make when have with having kids okay like you want to talk about sharing <laughs> there's oversharing basically that happens but there's sh- plenty of sharing but you know? see the, but what I, what i find with that is that that your kids being sponges mm-hmm. will show will not only will will not only allow you to show them um, like how you essentially are a role model for any situation that, that is presented to you, but it gives mm-hmm. you also an opportunity to be introspective because you could see how they are dealing with it. And because more than likely they are dealing with it in the same way that you've shown them how to deal with it. And that actually is funny is they, they dealing, they're dealing with it this, the same way that I imagined I dealt with it when I was their age. I'm reliving right. my childhood all over again, but now through the perspective of my parents, instead of the, the first time around when I did it, it was through the perspective of the kid, you know? Right. No. So. And I, I think as, as a, as a, as a parent, you know, your, your role is to teach, you know, to guide them into the world in a way that Mm -hmm. they can survive and thrive, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, by them, by them with their initial attempts and with their attempts, you can also see yourself where you made either the same mistakes or you were like in that same uh, line of thinking. And that gives you an opportunity to correct that or if you need to correct it or Mm -hmm. to re-enjoy it. So maybe you might run into a situation where you didn't like the outcome of your actions. And so you try to impart that onto your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives you an opportunity to have them correct it and to, 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 le- to, to hit something a little bit more um, enlightened. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think it's in that way where sometimes people say like, you know, oh, my kids teach me a lot. 
sometimes they teach me more than I'm teaching them, right? Um, it's, it is interesting because, yeah, I feel like having kids um, gave me the opportunity to step up my game in terms of like being a better, just a better person because I'm just, I know that I'm, I'm, I have an opportunity to be a role model to somebody, right? Um, if it, if it wasn't, and, and somebody who like I'm basically with all the time. So it's funny because I think like my, my love for mentorship at work, it probably stems from like, it's probably enhanced by the, uh, the experience that I have having kids. Now, I'm not saying that's an automatic, but I'm just saying like there's an opportunity and I think I stepped up to the challenge and seized that opportunity, you know, because I, I mean, because I, I, I could have also not stepped up to it. I could have just been kind of like a shit parent, you know, and then just be like, well, look, I have kids. So doesn't that make me a better person? It's like, no, having kids doesn't make you a better person. You know, having kids um, gives you the uh, the puzzles uh, that should you choose to accept the, the, you know, the challenge, they give you the puzzles to solve that give you confidence in being able to solve certain types of puzzles that show up in other parts of life. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, like by, by having kids, you automatically get that. Privilege. I think, um, you know what, yeah. though, like, I remember that would drive me nuts. Like, I remember in nursing school, there was a couple girls that had kids. And they were, they were talking to each other. And I could hear like the, well, you know, you don't have kids, so you would never understand. I'm like, yeah, I think that, that you you know what, you, you get a bad rap for that. I don't, like, I was thinking, um, and sorry for not completely listening earlier, because I was doing that thing where, like, as you were talking, I was formulating my own thought and waiting for my turn to speak. So, I, you know, please forgive me for that. Um, but the thought that I had in my head was, you know what? Paul's actually coming up with some pretty good gems right now, um, considering that, like, he doesn't have a kid, which makes me think, you know what? Just because you don't have a kid doesn't mean that, like, you can't give nuggets of wisdom about parenting um, very much in the same way that, just because you have kids doesn't mean that all of your advice that you give me is going to be solid gold as a new parent, you know? Well, so, for, I mean, for me, we're all human, we're all parents, but, you know, I, go ahead. I, I, I tell people, you know, I with parenting, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have my own kids, but at the same time, you know, I know what it's like to not, like, be raised an asshole. Like, yeah, no, and I would say, like, yeah, and you, you, you have, let's say you decide to have kids. The, I mean, you have everything within you. You have all the tools within you that you need to begin this journey of being a parent. You know, like I didn't get a license or a, sub, a separate education in order to be a parent or some sort of qualification. It's like, I, uh, living the human experience gives you plenty, you know, if you're engaging, right? Like for me, the only parents who are shit parents are people who just were like shit people because they weren't, they're just um, kind of sleepwalking through the world. They were like not living. They were just surviving through their kind of existence, you know? And, and like personally, Paul, you don't do that. You know, like you, you have a zest for life. And so that carries on whether or not you have kids, you know, 
Um, and so like those, I, I would say if those people kind of judge, you know, kind of prejudged you and, and, and thought you weren't qualified to speak because on a certain topic because you don't have kids, um, well, that's very short-sighted of, of them. I mean, no, I it's think fine. they missed out. So No, and but, yeah. it's like, like, look, you know, just because I don't have kids doesn't mean I can't sense when someone's being an asshole. Or my my biggest thing is is precedence. Like by your 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 behavior is a role model of behavior in whatever circumstances that you're in. Now that could be for your own kid, that could be for the kid that's in the room, that could be for a dog, that could yeah. be for a, like anybody around you in your environment. Like if you yeah. show that this is the way to act in this situation, your kid or not everybody around or whoever's around you is going to see that that's the way to do it. Yeah. Or the that's only time I would probably, it. the only time I would probably call you out on some shit would be like, um, if I had a, an, an inkling and I knew enough about you to say like, you know what, what you're telling me right now, I doubt that you would actually follow your own advice in this situation. You know? Um, and I think that, that and that, that, that's not exclusive to non-parent and parent I, thing, you know, I, like that's just calling you out on your shit. You know? No, and the thing is, I one, I don't mind that. Two, yeah. I welcome that. But three, I will challenge that even further and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because well so, <laughs> that would be fun. Let's let's fast forward to like, you know, maybe like uh, I'm gonna just say like five Put years from now and you're like Put your hand in the blender, <laughs> watch what happens. <laughs> and this is why we had kids, because Christian fucking dared me that I couldn't handle this shit. I had and, kids uh, on so, a dare. I was yeah, on a that's dare. Not what a, that's what assholes do, right? Assholes yeah. go, you know what? For all you parents who said that I'd make a fucking horrible parent, this one's for you. Jokes on you. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, we all turn around and we're like, actually, jokes on I you, I am feeding my kids nothing but arm bars, chokes, and freaking, yeah. and, and, and put downs. So yeah. when they run into your kids, they will just fuck the shit out of them. Yeah. You know what's funny? Is I've, I've had that move pulled on me in a couple of times in my life, and uh, I think it's just the nature of being somebody who just talks too much. I'm just a guy that talks too much, so... Some of that talk gets thrown right back in my say face. Too much. And here's the thing is I get complimented all the time, and this is not this is tooting my own horn here, that I'm a great sure. conversationalist. Because yes, I listen, but then there's they say that uh, I'm insightful. That's what they say. Now I'm I'm pulling a Donald Trump. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard that this is what people say, this is what people <laughs> tell me, but I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm a good guy. I got the best people. I got the be- I got people telling me that I'm a great conversationalist. Or, you know, that, that I'm winning. That I'm winning so much, uh, yeah. winning so much that you'll get tired of winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I get. I get what you're saying. That like just because, uh, just because uh, the volume of my speech, it, it doesn't necessarily like I shouldn't necessarily discount it. But but I, I I will I will admit to of saying some bold shit that like looking back, me like yeah. No, didn't didn't call that one right at all. So, um, yeah, I was gonna think of a couple, but I'm like, nah. Bullshit I don't, I don't towards make... me, or just in general? Just in general, like even bu- no bullshit, like towards myself, like oh okay, beliefs, like believies that uh, I just like holding on to, but I don't actually follow them. As uh, as Louis C.K. says that he's like, I don't, I don't actually be- like do the stuff I believe. I just like having these because they're comfortable to have. Ah, um, uh, see, and that's where I like to call myself out on that shit. Like, cause yeah. then if I really believe it, let's test that. 
Yeah, yeah. You know? So one, 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 one believey that I had was like, uh, as soon as the kids know how to walk, I'm throwing out the strollers. Because when we go someplace, why do they need strollers for? They can walk. So um, that's a very tangible yeah. sort of one where well, I'm just like looking at myself now. It's like, yeah, that, that's a bunch of bullshit, Christian. Here's, here's my thing with the strollers. Like, I think they're good. You know why? Because their gate length is not yours. They're covering twice as they need to cover twice as much distance or sometimes three times as much distance in their steps versus your steps. Yeah. So they're working through. So what you find comfortable might not be comfortable when, have to, when having to be multiplied by three. No, no, no. So, so in fact, you just take that equation and like flip it on its head. So what that means though is not that they're walking three times as fast. It means I'm walking a third as fast as I used to walk because I'm like, all right, go just. You get distracted here. Walk over oh, there. All right. Tiana we're walking your pace. So so upset because like, so for me, I, 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 you know, if I don't just have my keys, wallet and phone, I carry a backpack. Yeah. Um, And with the backpack, I can literally jump out of the car with my backpack, have all my stuff. So <laughs> uh, for some reason, I was thinking of a stuntman role, like, like jump out. <laughs> That's not what you meant, but I, I don't know. I had that literal visual because I'm the car asshole. stops. I literally Thank grab you. my bag, open the door, get out, and start walking. I appreciate. She that. needs to collect. She needs to collect her stuff. She needs to make sure everything's. I'm like, you should have done that before you yeah. left. Yeah. Or that should have been all handled. Like everything in my car, it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I get out of the car, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I don't have time to waste. Yeah. She wants to, but then she's like, "You're walking so far ahead of me." I'm like, "Because I already started." <laughs> yep like uh, uh you know if if i need to sit and wait around yeah i would have you know i would have driven myself half an hour later you know like, yeah <laughs> it, it drives her absolutely nuts and i think the and and again the the whole no stroller thing um i think a precedent like for me that's the way i think is if i show one thing the first time, then it has to be consistent every time. And like with strollers, it's like, yeah, they are covering more distance, but they do have to learn how to walk. Because you see these kids that are like 14 years old, practically 14. I shouldn't say 14. Yeah, I got you. Maybe eight years old. But it could be like eight, like literally, like literally yeah. eight. Sure. Like your feet touch the ground, homie. Like how are you yeah. still in a stroller? Yeah, yeah. So there's context there that like, it's not. It's not based on them. It's it's uh, laziness, and they've yeah. conditioned the parents to, and and they and it's a it's a they've whittled down the parents. It's not like a you know I brought my PowerPoint presentation as to like reasoning with you how, you know how uh, sitting in a stroller for me is better at this age. It's not like that. It's more like, let me sit in a stroller. No, let me sit in a stroller. No, let me sit in a stroller. No, and that repeatedly for the course of eight years. Mm-hmm. becomes like you know a, a, a lo- it's the long con of like the negotiation tactics of a child that that has been conditioned yeah and this is where i i question that and parents go you don't know how it is i'm like you're right i don't and mm-hmm. it looks moronic so yeah like, that's what yeah. it means to have, and that's that's when i question them i'm like that's when i i'll tell them if if you're telling me you having kids is a matter of breaking down to your kids then why did you have kids? 
Yeah, it's, yeah. That's I, a, I mean, a I, I can, I, can I don't know if you want me to answer, but I like you know you can. No, no, and look, I get it. Sure. It's convenience. Like I, I see the thing. The thing I see the most is is with uh, kids and iPads or kids with iPhones. Yep. Hey, my kid. I'll, acts I'll up raise my I, hand. I'll raise my hand easily on that one. Sure. And, and you know, I will say till I'm blue in the face. I can't. I wouldn't let my kids do that. But I don't know that. I can't sure. say that because I'm not a parent. I've never been in the situation where a kid will only calm down with an iPhone. Yeah. So like, th- th- I was gonna say it's not a matter of if it would just be. We just take a poll on when. You know? Yeah. And, for and maybe me, maybe one of the choices is never, you know? See, for, so. for me, though, I think about that and I'm like, I, I want to avoid that as much as possible because I want my kid to be as present as possible. Yeah. You know, that's honestly, for me, I've the one of the sayings I tell people all the time is, you know, I'm not lucky. I'm just observant. I notice stuff because my face is in a fucking phone. Mm-hmm. I, I network with so many people because... I talk to the people around me. I'm not disengaged and trying to be somewhere through my phone instead of being with the people that I'm around. Yeah, yeah. And that that's a killer. So when I see kids doing that, like I like with with my families, like with the kids in my family, I force them to shake my hand and look me in the eye when I come in the room. Because I'm sure. like, if you guys can't do that, something's wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something's wrong. Shake my hand. And don't give me like a dead fish handshake. Give me a handshake like you mean it. Like this is it, it drives me absolutely nuts. Nuts. Yeah, and yeah. again, and th- th- this obviously is a, there's there's multiple facets to this to this you know particular thing, right? It's just that the the um uh, iPad or iPhones has become so polarizing in terms of like there's no there's no magic formula for how you you're supposed to do this stuff otherwise we'd be following it. Like you know and I mean, especially for, let's say for me and my wife, we are very, we can be very research oriented individuals. So if we need to find the best practice for how to do something, we'll get it, you know? Um, so it's just a matter of applying. I think what you're saying is as long as you know why you're doing a particular thing and what you're aiming to go for, then, then that method is correct. You know? Um, cause it, it is interesting to say like kind of counter to your point in this, um, you know, and of course I can have all sides of the argument if I want, but um, like, meanwhile, while we're trying to take iPads and iPhones away from kids um, so that they could be more, uh, what'd you say, engaged, attentive, mindful, we'll say, right? Any of those things. Um, there are definitely people in like less developed countries and, you know, like areas where we're trying to shove computers and things into their hands. We're trying to do the exact opposite of what we're doing with our kids, you know? I think and that's a matter, but that's a matter of, at that point, that's a matter of like economic development. It's like, yes, we have, we have the option to turn down computers. They don't like, that's not even available. Like, yes, we want you guys to learn how to use this because it gives you access to information, which allows you to educate yourself. Us, I don't think I want my kid to be a master at Candy Crush. I, you know, I, I don't want my kid to be a master of, of, of Angry Birds. If they're using that stuff and they're, you know, they're learning how to program or they're, they're learning about stuff, that's one thing. But like to be playing video games and mm-hmm. like just tune out, like mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. me, I understand. I play League of Legends. I play, yeah. I'll play Magic. Well, our, I, I mean, our it. equivalent of this growing up, by the way, is, uh, is TV. So that was our version of what is going on right now with iPad. So because there are parallels, you can apply the same principles of like, well, 
what is the proper thing? What was the proper thing to do with TV? Like, um, what what did your parents do when it came to you and TV and Nintendo? And how would you tweak that? You know, how would you have right. tweaked what they did? Right. So. Let's, let's let's use that as an example. So here's this. I actually had this conversation with my dad because my dad watches television after work. You know, he watches mm-hmm. his Laker games. He watches, uh, you know, Dancing with the Stars and you know, yeah, sure. this, whatever, right? And yeah. he's like, "Why can't you just watch this with us?" And I said, "Dad, imagine if you were watching Dancing with the Stars, but you were the dancer." Mm. And imagine. Oh, if, so you're talking about video games then? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about video games because like what I would do is I'd stop watching TV with them and go and play video games, you know. Yep. And the thing is, I never play video game. I I rarely play video games by myself. I always play them online, so that way there is a social interaction. Like okay. I will play with my cousin Marco. I'll play with my cousins, or I'll play with friends, and I will I'll play with them, and that's it. Like if I don't have anyone to play with, I usually don't play because. I don't like playing video games by myself. Mm-hmm. Like video games is always a social thing for me. So um, I told my dad, imagine if you were the dancer and you were competing with other dancers who were also other, like other people. That's, that's why right. I play video games. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but so, don't get I me mean, wrong. That shouldn't take away I... from time. I spend with my mom and dad. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll still watch with them, but I won't spend two hours watching with them. I might watch an episode. And then I'm yeah. good. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I've, I've spent my time, I've spent some time with you, but yeah. I want to do what I want to do too. You know? Yeah. Like, well, so, so balance. looking back, yeah, looking back, cause hindsight's 2020, um, whatever they, they, they probably took some attempt to regulate you in terms of your video game consumption. Right. Mm-hmm. So would, do you feel like looking back, they regulated you too much, not enough, or just the right amount? I would say not enough. Not enough. Definitely, okay, definitely like, could have could have played a lot okay. less. I think. Yeah. I I think if uh, I only played where it was only like a two player thing, or when other people were there, it would have been mm-hmm. better. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think to myself all the time: if I converted the hours and days and weeks of mm-hmm. time I've spent playing video games, yep. I'd probably be a decent guitar player by now. Yeah. You know? So or I would say that. I, yeah. 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 I got you. And I and I would say that the um, the result of your parenting i can already predict like the result of your parenting is going to be largely a result of corrections that you would make based on the way you were parented so it's very consistent to say that like oh you wish you were more regular like looking back you wish you think it it would have been better if you were more regulated in video games and therefore if you had a kid and and it had the ipad problem you would tend to being the more regulatory as well so like if I you know? if I peel this back into layers, right? Sure. So I played I played video games because it's entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing was for me, I can only play video games when I was done with my homework. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to do my homework at school. I just get it done mm-hmm. before coming home. I would just mm-hmm. do my homework because then I could go play video games. It, essentially, I had not, like you know after chores were done, I had mm-hmm. nothing to not like quote unquote nothing to do. So yeah. I'd play video games because that's it. I enjoyed it. It's it's, yeah. it's fun now. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, for me, I can only imagine if my parents were like, hey, we bought you a guitar. If you play for an hour, you can play for the rest of the night after homework and after chores. Then you can sure. play. Sure. Give me something else to focus on. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't have that opportunity. And I can't no. fault my parents because, again, there was no manual. 
There's, yep. you know, my parents did my parent my parents just like every other parent is doing the best they, that they can with what they have. Yeah, but and, and understand just to give you some context, your parents are probably basing their parenting philosophy going back from their parents and oh, yeah. the, and kind of correcting the wrongs, right? Correcting the injustices that they felt that they experienced as kids. Uh, I, I you know? remember there's a lot of times where like I would ask my uh, I would ask my parents for stuff um to go do stuff like school related. Oh, I want to go to homecoming. Yeah. You know? My dad's like, I never went to homecoming. Like, why do you need to go? <laughs> my mom, on the other hand, I never get to, got to go, but I always wanted to go. But my mom and dad would never let me go because there were boys there and, you know, they didn't want to introduce me to boys. So go. Not to mm-hmm. be boys, but like, hey, go, you know, you should be experiencing things that the American kids are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You right. know? So, so it's interesting I, because that, like, yeah, they, like one saw it from uh, like, oh, you had opportunities that we didn't have, so we want you to pursue them. Or the other one was like, well, you don't need this thing because we didn't need this thing growing up. So it's like- Well, and, well, that's, and but that's the thing is like, as, as I got older, I realized that my parents aren't a single unit. My parents are two separate people that got married. Sure. You know? Sure. And the perspective my dad has versus the perspective my mom has, uh, very different, you know? Yeah. Both very different up- upbringings. So, mm-hmm. you know- I learned that there are definitely different perspectives and oh, yeah. you, when you have the opportunity to pick and choose, you get to like examine, like if you need to take the time to actually examine that and figure out why, why one, why you like it mm-hmm. two, why it's more beneficial. So, you know, you can't do the, why do I like it without being at least somewhat introspective. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you, if you don't develop that, like, I, th- I feel like I developed that early and then taking that with me to the military. Hey, th- I, why am I not doing this right? Let me see what my processes are. Oh, this is where I'm hanging hung up. Why am I getting hung up here? Oh, it's because I am used to doing things like this. Okay. Well, I got to remove that. That needs to change. Done. Yeah. Yeah. But so I don't that, think was... that happens. That doesn't happen these days that often. No, no, no. But so, well, um, remember going back to the comment, I think earlier regarding like um, you know, ki- kids are probably much more um, observant and 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 uh, they they content- they contextualize things much much better than we think. So, like in in short, that's why we we say sometimes like, oh, kids are much smarter than they kind of appear, because like you know your your nature of being able to observe like how you know how certain behaviors are. Uh, were were not happening or happening in the military, and then tracing that back to like, oh, how do I how do I get what I want from my parents in this situation? Like, that's our kid. Like, that's our kid's job right now. Is to sort of figure out like how do I get the most out of out of the parents that I have, you know, or the people how do I manipulate my parents? Yep, yep. Like, what behaviors? What behaviors can I exhibit to mm-hmm. to what allows me to what allows me to control my parents? Yep, yep, and and that is and, actually a. Uh, th- it, I don't blame them for it because that's their job. Like they're coming from the point of view as, as, of a player of the game, you know. Right, and the thing is, not like, like a. Go ahead. As, and then, as as a parent, you have to ask yourself: Am I getting played, or am you know? Is this is like by do I let them do I allow this precedent to be established? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I find also, that yep. Go ahead. I find I find that with a lot of parents, it's just like it's they favor convenience over what I find ethics. So it's like you got to be consistent. Or like I, yeah, yeah. 
Ideal, ideal. So uh, that you got to be consistent is something that I probably challenge a bit just because of um, hearkening to the game, you know, back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like sometimes the best way to throw off a scent is to like ha- kind of have erratic behavior, but it can also like, to- but it could also like totally fuck up the programming of your kid, you know? Right. Um, because that's kind of what you do. Like sometimes with with the game, right? Like that's what you're trying to do with uh, with the girl you know is like you know it's weird because they they want they want like an unknown quantity they want like something mysterious right so the way you do that is well you you can't be predictable you know um and it's interesting now as like a parent because it's like oh you want those things but then you also want the exact opposite things because like what makes me uh, and I talked about this with with my wife. It's like you know, m- many of the qualities that would make me a good lover would make me a terrible parent, and vice versa. You know, right? And um, so that's always the fun. Uh, you know, but like be go ahead. but if with a if but if your background is being adaptable, then yeah. that's also I think that's that's even that's highly more that that's more a much more wanted feature. Like yes. When I need to be a lover, can I come, can I adapt to being a lover? Yes. Mm-hmm. When it comes mm-hmm. to being a husband, can I adapt to being a husband? Yes. Like it's, you know, you find these guys that are so good at doing the roles that they're at. And then when asked to, to switch roles, mm-hmm. then they all of a sudden they're like, I'm confused. You like me because of this, but now you're asking me to do that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it throws them off. And then, yeah, they get kind of bummed out and whatever, but... Yeah. Again, I think showing signs of adapt- adaptability is probably more attractive than being really good at one thing, unless it's making money. <laughs> well, the making money seems to, yeah, just then, then you don't have to do anything, I guess, anyway. You just the, you know, you, what you, all it buys you is actually money just gives you options for things. So yeah, good. It's but. it's funny how how much how many thing how many things girls will overlook when you have money. It it really is. It's it's amazing. So. I would say in the short term. I don't think in the long term, but yeah. Um, uh, it depends on how much money you have. <laughs> I think the there's a, so short term is a relative term. It's, co- it's, co- <laughs> it's correlated. So like the more money you have, the more shit they're gonna put up with. Interesting. And I know that sounds super shallow, and it's because it is. There you go. <laughs> and uh, the opinions expressed on this podcast are only those. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be used without a written uh, exactly. Where's the where's the lawyer guy? Basically, right? (laughs) No, but um, yeah. To your point, I mean, I think being adaptable is a a huge challenge uh, of of uh, married life and and parenting life, and you know, like like um, and and I think what it is is you're naturally attuned to certain things, and then you have to learn how to act against your own natural instincts in, in, in other ways. And so like, there's always something that I, that um, I said, like between my, my brother and my, myself um, in terms of the way we were going to be with our spouses. Like I, I always had a feeling that um, a, with Alan, he would, and he's heard this before, but um, he's heard this from me before. Like I thought like Alan would be a, a better father than he would a husband which, which doesn't mean that he'd be a bad husband, but it just means like he'd have to put more work into being a good husband. And as a, he'd be naturally a better, a good father already, you know? And with me, it's, it's the opposite. Like 
I think it's pretty, it pretty naturally, I would be a better husband than I would be a father. And so for me, my effort towards like the frustrations I have or the challenges I have more revolve more around like, how do I be a better father versus like, how do I be a better husband? Because being a good husband is a bit of a, you know, more natural thing. So, um, and I think that's everybody like you, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to have those completely balanced. So it's going to tilt towards one or the other. See, but, and I, I, I yeah. will peel that back even, even further and go, sure. there will be times where you have to be a better husband and there'll be times where you have to be a better father. And, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And no, I think more importantly, knowing when to shift is uh, more important than being better at either or. Yeah. And, and what's crazy too is like those can be integrated. Like one thing that I one, – one kind of hack that I, I, I learned was that, oh, um, I was like wondering like why – all right, we're going we're gonna to get real for a second here. But like um, there's a certain point, especially when the kids are young, when like you're not getting as much uh, action as uh, you, you know, you've been getting because – because of a lot of reasons, I'm not going to count them all. But one of them is because of the circumstances of just like how dependent your kids are on you and your spouse. Um, and I was trying to figure out like, you know, where I wonder if we're lacking in the, you know, husband and wife relationship space. And I was trying to think like, um, I'm, I'm decent as a father, but like, I wonder, like, I really want to focus on like being a better husband. And what was what was interesting was like, oh, you know what? The gateway to being a better husband is to be a better father, you know, because it doesn't, it doesn't, um, if I can be a better father, then my wife doesn't have to worry so much about like the kids (laughs) so that she, it allows herself room to be, you know, not a, not a caretaker, but like a, you know, a woman basically. Right. right. That has her own needs and her own desires that, she, you know, that she wants to um, focus on because you can't if I mean, you you know, it's funny. You are not in the uh, parent business, but you are in the caretaking business. So you can relate to this, you know, like, well, n- well you not only as, as a nurse, do I have to tend people's needs? But as a photographer, I still have clients. Yep, like I yep. understand, like there are things that I have to fulfill. Yeah, you know, but and I, and I but I was thinking of the specific caretaking of like sort of like dependent type stuff because you could you could also argue that you're you're caretaking like you're taking care of your wife too, but that's a different type of caretaking. So I'm because I'm, I'm referring to like when when you're when you're doing um, nurse stuff or hospice stuff, you know, like people depend on on you in a kind of a life threatening sort of way, uh, and 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 so very much there's some similarities there with that and like me taking care of like infants and toddlers and stuff like that and kids. So, um, but yeah, so like if you're in caretaker mode, then you're not in like sexy time mode because you can't afford to be right. Like you're not, you're not, you can't focus on yourself and your own desires because just just the, 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 the career path of the nurse. I mean, Mm -hmm. not the career path, but the objective of the nurse is always going to be, uh, patient centered which is never going to be you right yeah that'd be ridiculous if it was nurse centered (laughs) like you know no but they're talking but this is also the plight of the nurse as what i find with a lot of healthcare um with a lot of healthcare workers is that uh most healthcare workers and i I can say i'm guilty of this too are really shitty at taking care of themselves 
Ah. Like, is that why like doctors make the worst like patients, patients or something like that? Because because they're non-compliant. I see. Because they'll they'll find other stuff to do to take to avoid taking care of themselves. Right. Because they're not used to taking care of themselves. Yeah. It's or not. or they're used to always pushing themselves off, so they have all they have all these strategies for how to push themselves off. But then with doc with doctors especially, those strategies involve making money off taking care of other people. Right. So when you're taking care of yourself, you're you're depriving yourself the opportunity to do what you do best or or, or or make money or whatever. Right. Is that what we're talking about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even see it that way, but huh, makes sense. So. No, um, I mean, as as nurses, we know that our worst patients will be other healthcare workers because, again, they will either be not compliant or they'll think they know too much mm -hmm. and they'll try to self-correct stuff. But I'm like, the reason why we've been called in is because your self-corrections aren't working. So. That's exactly what I tell my kids. Yeah. Your self-corrections aren't working. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking of, yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's, that's basically like all negotiation tactics. I'm like, all right, uh, we got one more minute and then uh, we got to go brush our teeth. Like, how about five minutes? <laughs> like, how about zero minutes? It's like, okay, one minute. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah. Nice try, that, that one. No, know. I uh, I don't know if you if you, I do you remember you remember Nick? Uh, uh, yeah, my friend, my friend Nick. Yeah, yeah, you remember Nick? And it was a really crazy weekend, wasn't it? Um, he actually just moved <laughs> back into town. <laughs> that just all that was a very yeah. yeah. Let's let's bring it blur, back. Let's bring it back to blur, the debauchery days. That blur just went through my head like, oh my god, that weekend. I got um, you. What do you call it? Uh, he ended up moving back into Moore Park, so I recently reconnected with him. So okay. he's doing doing really good out, back out here in California, mm -hmm. and um, he's actually more into your uh, into your field. I know he does more like IT computer mm -hmm, network mm -hmm. market. I, I I'm not. It's more computer internet stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, where, I was um, like, where are you going with this? <laughs> yes, like yeah, I can't remember now. Um, Take your time. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Like, it, was a, it was another tangent. But yeah, yeah Nick's back cool. in town. And okay. uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Nick is back in town, everybody. Just yeah. noted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's there got two kids. He's got two kids of his own. Uh -huh. And uh, they tried negotiating with him all the time. And he's like, everything's a negotiation. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, what do you mean? And here comes this kid going, will Uncle Paul read me a story? Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's like, that's not even an option. Like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, kid, kids will try to negotiate. Like his yeah. kids will try to negotiate with him, brushing his well, teeth, going to bed, taking a bath. And yeah. he's just like, no, well, negotiation, you do negoti yeah. negotiation is the byproduct of um, modern American parenting um, taking the form of an um, authoritative style as opposed to an authoritarian style of parenting which in layman's terms is like look there's no belt threatening you so you can you so that allows you to negotiate like because if, if the belt was coming out then it's like oh i i don't think i should have negotiated because i don't want to get my ass whipped you know so yeah but then at that yeah. point you have to ask yourself like why does it take a belt for them to realize that there's no negotiations because because it's fear it's parenting that is fear-based, which is what happened, like, I don't know if you grew up in this mentality, but, like, there's a fair amount of that that happened with me and my brother. Um, 
and I, maybe my sister, but not, I don't know. Maybe, probably, definitely me and my brother. We we experienced a a type of author again authoritarian style of parenting from from uh, especially my dad, you know. So his way of enforcing, uh, enforcing that he is the boss is through fear. And not to say that he was an abusive uh, father, not to say that it was fear 100% of the time, but it was a tool in his belt. Uh, pardon the pun. It's a tool in his <laughs> tool belt. It was a tool in his tool belt that like he had at his disposal that at least as far as I'm concerned, for me, I'm not going to use. And for Alan, I think with his parenting style, he's also not going to use. So because we don't have that tool at our disposal, then the kids um, are open to negotiate uh, pretty much any time they want. Now, the effectiveness is going to be mixed. Like I do, I do have the, um, I do have the tool in my tool belt of just saying no and not giving a reason and not needing to give a reason. You know, but I don't have the like you ask me and it this will hurt you, you know, so okay, I don't know i I don't know if you can relate to that at all or if you've heard no, of people I, I being can't. Styled, I, mean, I, mean, okay. I think coming coming from uh an immigrant family, yeah absolutely in America, like yeah. I'm sure I mean I can't like we've definitely experienced a lot of similar uh things in our upbringing yeah. yes the the belt was there. Um, All the white people are like, what the fuck is going on over there? What's, belt? what's Chanelas? What's the hell? What's yeah, Chanelas? Exactly. Um, no, and, you know, it's uh, – I, I feel that the, the, the people that understand that the most mm-hmm. don't have easier times – have easier times with uh, with authority. Like I find that mm-hmm. I have a respect for authority. I don't get me wrong. I know how to question it. I know to ask when things are wrong, but at yep. the same time, I know that there's a civility in it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that there that that there's a fine like, look, I there's a there's a there's a, a fine line between just being disobedient to be an asshole, and then mm-hmm. like being disobedient in a way to where you can question things. Mm-hmm. Now there's a, a I would don't want to say there's a proper way. But there are definitely more effective ways to to question things. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely better times to question things. Like, you know, um, you know, if you want to be political about it, for me, as a non-white male mm-hmm. living in America, when I get pulled over by the cops, I tend to comply just based on the fact that being in the military, I understand that things get, go a lot easier for everybody if you comply and you speak to them with respect because they're doing their job. Yeah, sure. Like it's not for for well, I I can't have it's hard for me to visualize a police officer personally attacking me because of per like of me being a person just because I'm uh, I'm not white. Now, right. it, that could definitely be the case, but at the same time, I I'm going to I'm going to do everything I can to not provoke violence. Mm-hmm. Like but, but if you had it, that, that, that's due to your culture. That's due to the, like if if you grew up in a culture where the police were typically not violent towards you people. I'm just gonna say that you people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If right, if if the culture is if the culture is uh, that police are typically not violent towards you people, then um, 
then you probably act differently or you probably have a different uh, barometer for what you can yeah. for, for proper protocol. I, I agree with you and I don't at okay. the same time because it's like, you know, I grew up in a predominantly white area and you, if you weren't white, like if you weren't white, you weren't white. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely learned to, to gauge, like you said, the barometer for, I knew when I was in a, in a, at a, at a party where I shouldn't be, I figured it out within a couple of minutes. Like, ah, you know what? I shouldn't be here. You know, <laughs> okay. this, this is going to, this is not going to end well, but it was never with police officers. It was okay. just with the, it was with individuals that I'm like, Hey, you know what? Uh, the N word is flowing freely around here. Yeah. Time to leave. Right. You yep. know, like, yep. okay, time to go. Yeah. Um, there's that, you know, but when it comes to police officers, the law enforcement officers, um, a lot of times it's uh, the, 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 the question, the way I was always taught was you don't beat them on the streets, you beat them in court. And that's, that's if they're doing something wrong. A lot mm-hmm. of times I have to put myself in their shoes and ask them, why did they like, what is their cause? And you sure. can ask them, like, I asked them, sir, I- I'm, I'm really confused with what's going on right now. Is, is there a particular reason why, is there something that I can explain or is there a reason why, mm-hmm. um, why I'm, you know, why this is happening? And I've never, every officer who I've asked that to have always been like, so these are the reports that we've been getting. Uh, yeah. We just want to check up on this. I'm like, okay, you're doing your job. Let me, yeah. if there's anything that can make this go faster, I'll be more than happy to present it or to explain. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that, they're just like, oh. Hold, hold on a second. So let me back up because we're using this as a as a analogy or a, a tie-in with like kids and negotiation, right? Mm-hmm. Like just because kids negotiate doesn't mean they do it rudely. Because I right. think what you're exhibiting with the, your example is you are actually negotiating. You, oh, yeah. You don't, right? But doesn't it, it doesn't mean that the only way to negotiate is disrespectfully. No, and but so like, in, this, in the same way, see- like – Go ahead. Go ahead. I was say you'll see people like just openly attack, like "fuck you, man." Like, why do you gotta do that shit? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Where does that get you? And at that point, no. I think, I think, yeah. with us being raised with a little fear, you realize that that behavior got corrected very quickly. Like, if you were to take that route with your dad, what the fuck, man? Why you gotta treat me? backhand? Yeah. Boom. Corrected. So, so there's two things at play. Number one. If the results are ineffective, right? Meaning that like uh, you negotiate and it leads to a no, you know, it, you don't get what you want. That is that is a type of lesson that you learn. And then the second one is like you, um, you get hurt based on something that is said, right? Where it was almost where, where like now you're questioning, like, should I even negotiate? Because even the act of negotiation is a cost. That's like a separate thing that just makes it an even further like deterrent. Um, and and the ones who are, like you said, going like, you know, fuck you or whatever uh, to the police. Right. Like straight out of Compton or something. Um, they uh, clearly did not get either of those. Right. Growing up like. They got the, oh, if I just ask hard enough, first of all, there's no penalty to asking. And then second, um, if I ask hard enough, um, there's no harm in asking harder because nothing's going to happen. The worst that can happen is no. So I might as well ask as hard as I want to ask. And so, um, 
So I think like you can still be an effective parent without having the fee. Now, this is my opinion, by the way. I'm not, you know, um, whether you decide to incorporate, you know, things like corporal punishment or, or fear based things in a, in a reasonable, uh, you know, way that will not get you in trouble in court, I guess we'll say. Um, that's, that's your prerogative. And that's really like, as a parent, um, I, I'm not going to judge any parent that does that because it's a personal decision. Oh, yeah. That was, um, my next yeah. question would be like, so I know that you and, and Alan have taken that out of your tool belt, but like what, like your opinion of other parents that do use that, like, is that something that you look down on or is that something where you're like, I get it, but just not for me. Is it? Yeah. Uh, on the assumption that they, it, that it doesn't cross the lines of abusive, because I think if it's abusive, we can, but we're both on the same page about that. We probably don't want that. Well, um, my, here's my thing so. with abusive. It's like, I think, um, uh, there are definitely times where it it crosses the line, but then I think everybody's line lies in a different place. And I sure, think that's sure, sure. where things get hairy. That that's sure, where it sure. really gets hairy. So um, I guess what is the is there a medical definition for like injury? Or no? Mm, no, because I mean, like you know, some people will say like leaving marks. Uh huh. Like if it's if there is uh you know for me and then like. You can also say like psychological damage, but I mean, you know, it's how do you define psychological damage? There's no like definitive black and white way. I've probably already psychologically damaged my kids just by the pure nature of parenting itself. So, but that's the thing is, as a parent, like you know, you're now the the it's 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 a control issue, is what it is, right? If if you are still in control as you are exhibiting your discipline. Then, then, then I'm okay with that. The moment you as a parent no longer have control, right, of yourself, um, then, then that's where, that's, that's abuse at that point. And, and so that's very vague. Like you said, there's not a court appointed sort of rule of thumb there. Um, so I will just assume that unless you're doing something egregious, you're just, you're disciplining your kids. Yeah. And yeah. And so, yeah. so, um, uh, so I, I, I fall in the camp of, you know, it's your business, it's your family and what you decide to do. Now, what I will say is if my kids, if, if, if my kids end up like, you know, doing something, let's say like going over to their friend's house and something, right. Then I am implicitly complying or agreeing to whatever parenting style is going to happen in that household only because I would hope the same thing for me, um, if, 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 if somebody's friend, if, if my kid's friends were coming over to our house and something was not quite right, like I'm going to parent whoever's in that house, even if it's not my kid. That's that, that by the way, is a very polarizing, you know, well, discussion I think as well. But. By you not have, by not having corporal punishment in your tool bag, um, probably would ease the minds of most parents because yep. like, because you're not going to hit their kid. Nope. Um, but as Chris Rock says, though, I will shake the shit out of him. I was going to say, know, but, uh, I was going to say the same thing. You would <laughs> shake the shit out of a kid. What the fuck are you doing? No, there, there are, yeah, there are ways. Um, yeah, there are, there are, there are escalations that I can, that I can exhibit, you know, that don't reach, that don't reach, um, um, like, you know, the, the physical realm, but I definitely, I definitely can escalate like in terms of cutting people short or um, 
or or letting people clearly know that like you're not you're definitely not going to get what you want at this point no matter what you ask um and so uh what was i going to say oh so so to that point if if i think that there's corporal punishment going on in a household and i and my kids go there i'm probably just going to have a chat with the parent and right. be like you know with all due respect i understand you know you, you and you have a right to te- parent your kids however you want. I'm just letting you know right now. If you lay a hand on my child, we're gonna have a problem. I don't, but I don't think you know. I, I just want to ah, make sure we're clear. I, I think I think you know? there's def- there's better ways to probably address that. Oh sure. Oh no no absolutely. Sorry, that was for radio. That was for radio. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you just saying that to a parent. But that I was Paul, that, that, sorry. That was me just trying to appease you, Paul. I was trying to be like, how did Paul say this shit right here? How would classic, I say that? Uh, I, no, here's fashion. the thing. My my thing it would be look if it if it comes to the point where you you need like my kid needs to be disciplined, just give me a call. I'll do it. There like, you go. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. You know, that's I, great. I don't. I I I I would appreciate like I'd appreciate you letting me do my kids' beatings. Um, yeah. So can you save that for me? But so just give me a call. I'll be right over. Beat them in front of everybody, and then we'll. <laughs> you know. But I, yeah. I prefer if you didn't do it because it's really weird. Like yeah. trying to have to explain to my kid that you're beating them instead of me is going to bring up a bunch of issues that I'd rather just keep the issues to just me beating them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know what that means? Not, you know, hey, you yeah. beat my little, kid. Little, hold on, problem. hold on, hold on. No, there's no problem there. Why if the fuck if, is my kid if, acting up? No, if if you're if you're um, one upping me on the realm of parenting right now, I'm pretty sure I'm really tired. Paul's <laughs> <laughs> making way more sense than I am. What I the fuck? What the? F- um, that this means it must be that time. This motherfucker is parenting me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's out parenting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like training day or something. I don't know. It's crazy. 